The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Good morning and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. It's a holiday edition, so happy Labor Day to all. Hope everybody is enjoying, enjoying their day off um, and has enjoyed the first full week of college football. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. We'll do a quick, quick recap of Indiana's 23-3 loss of uh, to Ohio State in the season opener, and then we'll roll into Indiana's next game against Indiana State, which is on Friday at 7 p.m. at Memorial Stadium be televised on btn and of course you can listen to uh don fisher and rhett lewis and myself on the iu uh radio network uh too uh tj i gave my thoughts on our after the dust settles podcast yesterday with alex compton if you haven't listened to it um hit up the wherever you get your podcasts uh and, and listen to it uh interesting takes from alex on there uh, about the offense but we wanted to ask you tj what were your takeaways from Indiana's 23-3 loss to Ohio State to open the season? Yeah, I think positives you have to take from that game would be that Indiana's defense has definitely improved. Um, you know, you, you saw guys that we talked about all offseason, like Andre Carter, uh, really make a big impact, make some big plays. Uh, I thought the tackling was pretty good from Indiana, especially considering the opposition and then it was the first week. Um, I thought that the secondary really deserves a lot of credit uh, for the work that they did against Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka. Uh, you know, holding those guys to what IU did, uh, really no explosive plays from those two. Um, Harrison Jr., two catches on six targets for 18 yards, and Abuka, three catches on four targets for 16 yards. Yards after the catch, totaling 12 yards between the two of them, and a long reception for both of them of nine yards. I would be stunned if anyone else held them to numbers like that all season. Um, part of that was Ohio State not really forcing it to those two. Um, but, you know, you have to give credit to IU secondary. Definitely looked a lot better than they have in a while. Um, so, you know, that's on the positive side. Um, I thought the offensive line it looked much better. Uh, it's not like there were gaping holes to run through, but Ohio State was not living in IU's backfield either. Um, so I thought that that was a, a positive, definitely progress on the offensive line side. Uh, the negative, of course, is going to be that you know, we, we do not know if Indiana has a quarterback that they feel good about. We don't know yet. Um, we, we said all offseason leading up to this game and the Indiana State game that we're going to get pieces of information, but we're not going to know anything really until after these two weeks. Ohio State 
that defense is terrific. They've got seven, maybe eight NFL draft picks in the next draft um, on that unit. And, you know, Indiana State's going to be the other way where Indiana should uh, outmatch them and overwhelm them at every spot on their defense. So, you know, we're not going to really be able to tell much from that Indiana State game, just like we can't really tell much from the Ohio State game. Um, I think the big talking point is how conservative IU's offense was. Um, I do think that from a game plan standpoint, Indiana deserves a lot of credit for shrinking the game. And I think frustrating Ohio State and their offense, I think that IU really did. Uh, they frustrated them with IU's defense and with Indiana's offense. They weren't really having any, any success, but they were, you know, going at a tempo that that did not take any chances and forced Ohio State uh, to stay on the sideline. So the the negative side of that is that they didn't take any chances and were so conservative that they didn't really play for a chance to win that game. And that, that was the case, even when, you know, it was seven to three and 10 to three, you know, somewhat late into the third quarter, it still seemed like IU was not willing to get aggressive at all. Uh, a total of 21 pass attempts between both quarterbacks, 82 passing yards, really took one shot down the field and that was overthrown by Taven Jackson beyond that. I don't know if they threw the ball more than 15 yards down the field. So just, we didn't really learn hardly anything about the offense. And we go into week two still with the exact same questions about it. Uh, but I do think that you have to be you know, very pleased with the effort the defense gave. Yeah, I thought the defense was terrific. Uh, a lot of new transfers playing well. Um, it looks like when you need a play, you could rely on Aaron Casey, Andre Carter, and Jacob Magnum Ferrara. Uh, Nick Toomer, I thought, was terrific in the secondary. Um, yeah. Same with Kobe Minor. Uh, same with – I mean, Lewis Moore is not a newcomer this year, but Lewis Moore played well. Uh, I thought Jordan Shaw played well. They answered a lot of questions that we all had going into into the season against what should still be an elite offense. They'll get that quarterback position figured out at Ohio State. If there's one thing that Ryan Day could do, it's coach quarterbacks. Um, so offensively, um, it was frustrating. It was very frustrating. And, and you go into Indiana State. Now, look, if Indiana puts up 49 points and, and both quarterbacks look good, I, I'm taking the same attitude. It's kind of the inverse of Ohio State. You're playing an inferior opponent and you're going to do what you're supposed supposed to do. So I, like, I'm kind of reserving judgment on the quarterback race until after the Louisville game. That's a matchup opponent. You'll right. see – you know, right. you'll see what happens. But, yeah, offensive line gave them enough time. There are holes in the running game. I would like them to not run Jalen Lucas up the middle 12 times. But, um, you know, get him out on space. Or as I think the mop lady said, you know, I'd like to see him get the ball on earth first before we get it to him in space. But that, that's a little Monday humor 
for, for all of us. But, um, yeah, Jalen Lucas, maybe take him off a of punt returns unless you need a big one, uh, which you kind of did against Ohio State. Uh, I'd like to see yeah. against Indiana State go break somebody else in at that punt return position uh, because he's too valuable to, to, to lose on a punt return. Um, but, yeah, overall, Ohio State, it was a – Great showing by the defense, a little too conservative on offense, but as you and Alex both said, you saw the game plan, and they had a plan, um, and I think that's the encouraging part. And, and it, you know, it, it's really tough to run the option against a team like Ohio State, who has elite athletes at every level of the defense and things like that. Yeah. But the positives you could take away from the offense were they controlled the ball. Uh, you know, they had 28 minutes um, – of time of possession they didn't turn the ball over which is huge that was a big problem last year and if you look at our old friend Connor Basilak at Bowling Green I believe he got benched uh, and threw three interceptions as well uh, in their game against Liberty Um, I'd like to see the the weapons on offense get involved more you know EJ Williams, DeKeese Carter, Donovan McCulley uh, Cam Camper as well. Let those guys, you know, get open, make some play. They could catch contested passes. I think it was just conservative that you don't get your wheels blown off um, and, and you move on, which, you know what? I think they did. They covered the spread. Nobody, we'll see what Tom Allen announces today, but to my knowledge, nobody had any significant injuries uh, coming out of that game. Right. And, and And we'll see. But TJ, let's get into Indiana State. Indiana's on a short week uh, this week, which is, I think, sort of a blessing, too, because then you have a longer week to prepare for Louisville. Um, Sycamores opened the season uh, with a 27-0 loss to Eastern Illinois. Um, ISU had six turnovers that game. And, you know, looking just looking at the box score – they're probably lucky that it was only 27 nothing and and not more. Tell us a little bit about Indiana State. Well, yeah, the maybe a little lucky it was only 27 nothing, but I do think that the defense uh for Indiana State is a little hard done by by that score line. Eastern Illinois only had two scoring drives. Um two of those turnovers were pick sixes that gave Eastern Illinois two touchdowns. Uh, so really only two drives for Eastern Illinois resulted in scores for their offense. Uh, their opening drive was a seven play, 78 yard drive uh, that was a touchdown. And the other one was a six play, 59 yard drive that was a touchdown. Beyond that, Eastern Illinois' offense did not score. Um, so that, you know, that's interesting for sure when you see a score of 27 nothing and the offense only puts up 14 points. Uh, so there's two pick sixes for uh, Eastern Illinois. Both of those came right towards the end of the first half to kind of, you know, make that a non-competitive game. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to pretend, oh, well, yeah, they're better than they look. They're dangerous. No. This is a game Indiana should be able to, you know, you look at, oh, 
your freshmen get to play four games. This is one of the ones that they will be playing. Uh, I use participation chart at the end of this Indiana State game should look pretty lengthy. Nearly everybody will probably be getting into this contest um, if things go the way that, that you plan on. Um, at quarterback, they're going to be playing Gavin Screws. He was 13 of 24, 116 yards. He had two of the interceptions, was sacked three times, uh, does not really offer much in the running game. The other quarterback, uh, I mean, look, he was over two, two interceptions. So your two pass attempts are both picked off. That's bad. Uh, he did have nine carries, 60 yards. So he was their leading rusher. Um, that kind of gives you an idea when he comes in, it's probably going to be a run when screws is in there. It's probably going to be either a handoff or a pass uh, from him. Only one receiving weapon, really that's Dakota Caton. He had six of their catches for 70 yards. So 70 of the 116 were his um, on defense. You know, again, they did a decent job. Uh, particularly against the run, only gave up 3.1 yards per carry uh, and a, a long rush on the day of 27 yards. Beyond that, only one run that Eastern Illinois had went for more than 10 yards. Uh, so they ran it 30 times and only had two carries that went longer than 10 yards. Um, so, you know, pretty good job minimizing explosive plays on the ground. Uh, Eastern Illinois did throw for 244. So I, I do think that there is going to be a really good opportunity for IU's quarterbacks to start to feel good about themselves against Indiana State. Now, I think the only thing that you really are going to learn anything about, if IU's offense goes out there against this Sycamore's defense and struggles, then you raise the red flag and say, look, We've got a big time concern here. When's Dexter Williams going to get healthy? Um, if if Soresby and Jackson, if one of them goes out there and really struggles, and the other one plays pretty well, maybe you learn something there. But that's I, unfortunately, I think you're only going to learn something possibly in the negative in this game. Um, because the expectation is you'll be able to to move the ball pretty well against this defense and your defense, if you feel like it, if you're going to, you know, depending on how long you want to play the first and second string, you know, you should be able to, to have your way, force some turnovers. Uh, again, six of them for Indiana State in this game. So, an opportunity to to build some confidence in the defense and start to to get those takeaways, uh, which you know could be infectious as you move forward. It could be a belief that that you have in as a unit that hey, look how much better we've gotten. Look what we just did. We got you know four takeaways. Uh, that could be a building block for you, um, even if it is against an inferior opponent. But you know maybe you don't see the first and second unit guys play all that much uh, as you, you rotate in a lot of bodies would be the expectation. Um, I think the biggest thing for the coaching staff going into this game is going to be 
on offense, because I think you do feel good about what the defense did. So on offense, being able to instill some confidence that the plan that you worked on all offseason can work. Because there's there's probably some doubts right now in the locker room, um, particularly in the passing game. I think that there are probably some doubts from the receivers. There's probably some doubts in the minds of the quarterbacks. Um, and this is a game that can instill some belief that, look, we worked on this system all off season. There's new personnel. There's, you know, a, a new, um, new position coaches. And what you're looking for is some belief that comes from success. Yes, it's Indiana State, but being able to see it succeed against an opponent I think it's important for the IU offense, for those players and for those coaches. Um, so I, I don't think you learn anything from going out there and putting up some big numbers, but I do think you can feel a little bit better. And if the opposite comes true, where you go out there and kind of struggle to get 27 points or, you know, have some drives where you, you don't move the ball at all, um, I think there would really be some concerns heading into week three. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, this is a game that should be a, you know, pick your score game for IU, whatever you want it to be. Um, you know, my guess is that Tom Allen's not going to drop 70 on a team if he doesn't have to. Uh, but it's for right. offensively. Especially, it's, it's a Mallory. You know, I think Kurt Mallory is the head coach for Indiana State. So, yep. I, IU not is not going to do anything to embarrass, and they shouldn't. That There's yeah. nothing to gain by that. But if you, I mean, if you hand the ball off 60 times and, you know, Josh Henderson and Christian Turner and Jalen Lucas break five 50-yard runs, that's that's not on IU for for running it up. That's you know Indiana State's going right. to stop you too. Right. But yeah, you're right. It, it's a game where Indiana's quarterbacks need some confidence. And this is Taven Jackson's going to start. It was announced by Tom Allen afterwards uh, after the Ohio State game uh, that Brandon Sorsby was going to start Ohio State. Taven Jackson um, gets Indiana State. Um, both of them are probably going to. I would say both of them are going to play. How how they divvy up the reps, who knows? Do they go Taven Jackson the first half, Brandon Sorsby the second half? Did they do the the two drives, two drives, and then play the hot hand, which they kind of did against Ohio State? And you know, Taven was was the hot hand early. Brandon Sorsby was the hot hand in the in the second half. Um, and, and I use that term loosely, the the hot hand since yeah. you know a yeah. uh, hundred and warm hand. Yeah, yeah, if that, the you know, the, the yeah, room temperature. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's like that. So how they divide it up, but you're right. It's all about confidence. Can you see them complete some passes? Can they get, um, you know, the, the playmakers, the, the, the ball? Can the option work? This is a team that if, even if, you know, you're not a, a great option team, you should be able to run against. They don't have the athletes that Ohio State the state has. They don't have the sp- team speed that Ohio State has. IU should be better at every position than Indiana State. Um, 
you know, the, the defense, the defense should feast. Anytime a team turns the ball over six times, it, it's, it's an issue. I don't know if, if Indiana state's going to turn it over six times against IU, but they should hit that goal of three takeaways. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's no, if it's another shutout. You, if you're the defense staff for IU, um, it, you're you're looking your chops, going, "Hey, we we could get a shutout here." Which I, I know it's against Indiana State. It doesn't really you know excite that many people. But at the end of the year, you know your first two games, you're holding Ohio State to 23 points, who normally scores in the 40s against IU. And if you could get a shutout, you okay. know you're down to you know, 12 and a half points per game. And statistically, if you look at the rankings and all that stuff, and I know it's not played on paper, but it looks a heck of a lot better saying, oh, Indiana's going into the Louisville game, giving up 12 and a half points a game, and they played Ohio State. Uh, so it, for the long run, it'll look very good on paper, but they, they got to get the win, and and they got to look good on offense doing it. TJ, what's, what's one thing – on um, you know, the defense it's it's I want to see more people play and, and build that depth at linebacker behind Jacob Magnum Ferrara and, and Aaron Casey. So yeah. let's focus on the offensive side of the ball. What what's one thing on offense that, that you want to see happen on, on Friday night? Uh, I want to see some consistency from the quarterbacks and some verticality from the passing game. Um and that that doesn't mean that you're throwing you know 50 yard bombs on every series um but i i want to see indiana stretch the field a little bit vertically and see what these guys have um you know I, I, they, the receivers should be able to get some separation against this secondary the quarterbacks should have a clean pocket for the most part uh, against the defensive front for indiana state so, you know, the conditions are there to be able to put some accurate passes on, you know, passes 15 plus yards down the field. And and I want to see that. I don't expect a particularly, you know, innovative or creative game plan. You're not going to want to show that uh, against Indiana State, but I, I want to see it opened up some and some verticality in that passing game. Let's see what the receivers can do getting down the field some, and let's see what these quarterbacks can do uh, getting the ball, you know, more than five, 10 yards down the field. Um, I, I want to see that. And the, the second thing that I, I want to see is I'd like to see these running backs. And I'm, I'm mainly speaking to uh, Josh Henderson and uh, Jalen Lucas, because I thought Christian Turner did a pretty nice job. Um, but Henderson, only three carries for five yards, which I was surprised by. Um, and then Jalen Lucas, 11 carries, 27 yards. Again, uh, too much in the middle uh, for him. So a little bit better utilization of those running backs, uh, hopefully on Friday night. Um, I don't know what the numbers would look like for it to be a success, but I think you'll see it you know, be able to see them get a little bit more success and be a little bit better utilized. Um, and if they choose to go with the option, uh, that kind of spread option look would definitely be a bit more likely to succeed to the sides. You know, against Ohio State, you were looking at 
linebackers, defensive line, secondary that were sure tacklers and that had the speed to get side to side, cover the whole field. And Indiana could block pretty well, which at times they didn't, uh, but they could block really well on the edges and it wouldn't matter. Ohio State was still going to beat you to the edge and be able to prevent that option from causing any damage. That's not going to be the case against Indiana State, and it's not going to be the case against a lot. Uh, so being able to see that get some success, I think, would be a big deal, too. Again, though, primary thing for me is see what these quarterbacks have, get a little bit vertical in that passing game, um, and hopefully find some success there so that uh, there's something to build on for the Louisville game. Yeah, I, I think, you know, going with the quarterbacks, I want to see them make the right decisions. You know, throw the ball to the right read. Don't force the ball into to double coverage and stuff like that. Um, make make all your throws. And, yeah, Indiana's got to open up the playbook a little bit and, and, and throw, you know, throw deep. But don't throw it if, you know, if Indiana State's coming out in the prevent and, and is covering the deep ball, take what they give you. Uh, and yeah. you know, throw those short routes. But if they're coming up and pressing you, yeah, go deep. Use that vertical uh, and, and things like that. So uh, prediction time, TJ. Um, what, what's your prediction for Friday night? Yeah, I, I think Indiana is going to play a ton of guys, um, and I, I do not think that there's any motivation on Tom Allen's side to – uh, to embarrass the Mallory family or, or Indiana State, you know, an in-state program that uh, that is trying to rebuild. I I think that that is going to give Indiana State an opportunity to put some points on the board. I do think that they get a touchdown drive. So Indiana State seven, Indiana State or Indiana forty-five. So forty-five to seven. Uh, I think it will be a very comfortable win that a whole lot of guys get on the field um i I do think that's going to be tom allen's primary focus is getting i don't know about everybody on the roster um but any players that you have an inclination can help you now or in the future getting them some snaps on friday night uh you know this is one that um there's not much to be gained by keeping the starters out there to win, you know, 59 to nothing. Uh, It is more beneficial to get reps for, you know, your, your second, third, maybe fourth string guys as you look to the future and also look to, you know, the rest of this season kind of get some live action to see, Hey, this is a guy that we kind of liked how he performed in fall camp he's he's not quite ready for a you know a headlining role but let's throw him in there in a game situation and see if we can rely on him uh for for some snaps later on in the season um that type of evaluation game so i think you'll see a ton of guys play um indiana wins comfortably 45 to 7 hopefully stays healthy uh to move on to louisville yeah, I, I, along those lines, this is this is a game how you build depth, and and Tom Allen in the past just hasn't, I don't think he's done a good enough job doing that. So maybe this is a chance uh, to right some wrongs in that in that way. 
be nice to see Joshua Rudolph play more. It'd be nice to see Caden Turner play more and Isaiah Jones. Um, you know, the young offensive lineman as well. Uh, get in there. Um, yeah. Like to see yeah. some some of the you know younger secondary pieces too. Maybe an Omar Cooper gets in there at wide receiver. Um, it, it's this this game should be all right. Starters go in. Here's the game plan. Let's execute the game plan. And I don't think you're going to see Brock Lowry play just because you need. Um, you need as many game live snaps for Brendan Swordsby and Taven Jackson as, as possible, but it's a game where, Hey, here's a game plan. Let's execute it to the best, the best that we can. And I, I don't think you're going to see the fourth quarter where they're just handing it off. They might run the option the whole time, but it's not going to be drop back, hand the ball off, run it up the middle, or at least it shouldn't uh, defensively. IU should dominate this team. They should come out. Um, they, they have a chance to be a real special defense again this year, uh, kind of like the 2020 defense. Uh, and, and you have you have a chance to get a shutout. And, yeah, it's against an FCS team, but shutouts are rare at IU. And, and before Tom Allen came there, had they hadn't had a shutout, I believe, since, like, 1993. So it, it's, it's another uh, – you put in – it's a record book game. It, it's okay. Let's see what we could do, who we could get the ball to, and and can we get, you know, last time IU shut out an opponent, you know, September eighth or uh, against Indiana State. I, uh, I think it's going to be forty nine nothing IU. Maybe you know it's a name your score game. What what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be fifty five nothing? Do you want it to be 42 nothing? Do you want to kick a field goal and make it 45 nothing? It's a name or score game. Um, hopefully the crowd is decent. The weather's supposed to be a lot cooler. It's supposed to be high in the mid-70s, which is perfect football weather. Um, but it, it's this is a, a, a get-right game for, for Indiana going into Louisville, which is, I think, the most important game of the season. If you could get Louisville, um, it opens the door to a lot of – a lot of possibilities uh, for for IU this season. So, uh, TJ, thanks for for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of your your Labor Day and um, enjoy you know Clemson tonight playing Duke. That's uh, your your first uh, Clemson game down in South Carolina. How do you feel about it? it it'll be interesting. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of talk um, about you know. Duke being much improved in 2022 uh, under Mike Elko. However, you know, they did not beat a ranked team. Uh, a lot of their wins were against kind of the middle to lower of the ACC, but still, you know, a, a much better team than than you would kind of expect going into a game against Duke. Uh, they return a whole lot. Clemson, of course, Garrett Riley, uh, first game as offensive coordinator. Cade Klubnick now full-time starter. Uh, you know, expectations are high uh, for the Tigers here um, in the uh, the upstate area. I, I'm after what Florida State did to LSU on Sunday night. Uh, all eyes are kind of pointing towards that game here in late September in Death Valley. I would anticipate that that would now be a prime time game. Um, Clemson, I. 
last I looked, favored by 13. Uh, but it's expected to be a competitive game and one that uh, that I think for the neutrals out there should be a lot of fun to watch. Kind of a palate cleanser to end your, your college football mega week to start the season. Um, and then, of course, you know, NFL gets going on Thursday, so there's there's really not going to be very many off nights, if you will, uh, for the next few months, which is just the way we like it. Yeah, hey, you know, it's wall-to-wall football. You have NFL on Thursday, you've got IU on Friday, and then, you know, a full slate of college football Saturday and a full slate of NFL on Sunday before you get to Monday Good night week, football. Too. Saturday, Saturday's got a lot of very interesting games. Yep, you got – Texas, Alabama, a lot of, lot of interesting games there uh, as well. So thank you, TJ. Uh, you can follow us at HoosierHuddle.com on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Subscribe to our podcast on anywhere you could get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, you know, anywhere you get podcasts, you can follow us on our, our YouTube channel as well. We enjoy all the interactions with fans and things like that. So, uh, and enjoy the, the, the short work week, and uh, Indiana takes on Indiana State Friday night at 7 p.m. in Memorial Stadium, uh, televised on BTN. That does it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening.